not see the thumbs up. <laughs> Go ahead. It's recording. Yep. Get started. Cold open. This I thought is... that you did the like disclaimer. Oh, you want me to do the disclaimer first? <laughs> yeah. Okay, this yeah. shit is staying. You always do that before. That we... was a real yeah. cold open. And that, sure. folks, is how you mess up a fucking podcast. Here we go. <laughs> Welcome to Death Holler, the place of haunted hearts and haunted homes. We welcome you to Death Manor, the home that boasts the most ghosts. Come on in. We've been expecting you. Take a look around. You might see someone that you recognize. Do you hear those voices? That's just the Reverend Dr. Death and La Arena. They're so happy to see you. Sit back and relax. Make yourself at home, your new home. And remember, when you're in Death Holler, listener discretion is always advised. We hope you enjoy the show. So, Urena, what have you had going on since last time we talked? Not a damn thing, honestly. I have not watched anything scary. I have not read anything scary. I have been just doing the baseball thing and actually so excited to actually take a breather and do the funny films. Okay. Yeah. We've, we've got a few episodes of those uh, coming up. So uh, I did watch uh, a film yesterday, which is technically a comedy in and in, in a roundabout sense. It's the new movie from Ty West of House of the Devil fame. It's the uh, new movie X that's making the rounds. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's really got a lot of people divided on the scale or, you know, whether or not they like it or hate it. Uh, spoiler alert, my wife did not like it at all. Like, there's yeah. a there's a scene at the end of the, at, after the credits. So if anybody's interested in the movie, stay after the credits, like, till the very end. But it sets up another film in the series, and... I was like, oh, yeah, this sets up a new film in the series. She's like, mm, I don't know if they should have done the first film in the series. So that's kind of how she feels about it. But um, basically, it's it's a weird – it all boils down to the fact that it's got this weird vibe to it because it's a 70s porno with all the oh. bow chicka wow wow going on <laughs> mixed with a horror film. It's a very it, – it, I mean, it, like, cuts from one to the other as far as, like, mood and, like, you know, a snap of a finger. <laughs> I can so see why your wife didn't like it. <laughs> well, I mean, she didn't really mind those parts, but, like, I mean, when it gets to, like, the horror stuff, I mean I, – and I'm not going to reveal who the bad – you know, the bad guy is. I mean, if you, you read anything about the movie, you kind of figure it out. There, it's an odd choice for like who the villain is in the movie, like really odd. I mean, it's, and it's kind of laughable. I mean, they do it. He does it in a way that, that kind of skirts the line between comedy and horror. So, uh, and I want to say, I mean, I think the reason a lot of people's having problems with this and I hate to be this way about it, but I honestly think that this was a horror movie made for horror movie snobs because I enjoyed it because of the, throwbacks that he does and the homages he does to other films that I don't think that just a casual viewer is going to pick up on, honestly. Okay. And well, it, yeah. I mean, 
I guess somebody can skip ahead slightly on this, but I mean, because it is a slight spoiler, but it's a th- it's a throwback specifically to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original film, and uh, Psycho, Alfred Hitchcock's oh, Psycho. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's got. I mean, there's a lot of both of those movies are in the film, and like references to those movies, like the the house that the you know that they see the you know uh, the the villains in or whatever looks like the Texas Chainsaw House. There's some uh, stuff that happens around the periphery that's straight from Psycho. There's a lot of that stuff going on, all with a 70s porno. <laughs> Been filmed in, in the middle 70s. of the movie. So, Where did you watch this? I watched this in a, uh, well, it wasn't local because I had to go to another town nearby or another city nearby <laughs> to watch it, but I did watch it in the theater. Oh, my God. So was it like a special viewing no, I mean it's it's I mean it's been playing like in random theaters in different places. It's just that you know you gotta you gotta look for it. I mean because it's not like a big film, and I, I wanted to go support it because I mean it's 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 a different type of horror film that's yeah. not like the big you know named films that's out there. Oh, definitely. And I actually, I actually do look forward to the next film in the series because like he hints at it, and it I mean it looks like it's totally out there, but at the same time it's almost playing to a children of the corn slash, you know, carry type thing is what it looks like the next next film in the series is gonna be. So I I don't know. Yeah. Um but it's and I do have to say there was a preview for several films, but or well, there was a lot of trailers before this film because the theater we watched it in just lays it's a cinemark and they just lay, you know, one after the other on top. But the Norseman uh, trailer played before this, and that's the next one by uh, Robert Eggers, who made The Vivich. And the I Vivich. really look forward to that one. I mean, it's uh, you're talking like a Viking film done in his style of like, you know, total like historical yeah. accuracy. Yeah. Okay, so your wife didn't appreciate the film. She did not like it, no. What did you think, though? I mean, I know you look, you're looking forward to the next one, but does that mean kind of unofficially you liked I, it? I liked it. I had fun with it. I it was because of the porn, you know, wasn't it? Don't lie. No, no, the porn was cheesy as I'll get out, but that was that was part of the fun of the movie. It was, uh, I just, it was a different take. I mean, that's, that's all. I mean, it was a different take on the slasher genre as it were and i mean i just liked how he um he kind of and 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 he does like he did what he did in house of the devil he he made it look like it was filmed in that time period yeah even like the actors in the movie outside of britney snow who was the redhead and pitch perfect um who had the surgery later on the movie that made her sound like she was a guy or whatever <laughs> like outside of her like and and well i think jenna ortega is the only other one in the movie that looks like modern as far as her looks like everybody else in the movie looked like they could have been from the 70s like he got you know how in the 70s they they picked like people who were more average looking and and some for some of these films and not just like you know perfect models like i mean that that's kind of what he went with this one so i I enjoyed it well the funny thing about jenna ortega (laughs) specifically is that i feel like she her look can change with the time, they can really do a lot with her. She did look like she fit more in the seventies than okay. what she did in like Scream Five. So I'll say that. I mean, she they kind of aged her up, but they kind of had to because I mean, she was helping them film the porno, so <laughs> she couldn't have that fourteen-year-old look that she had in Scream Five. Just throwing uh, that out yeah. there, yeah, or whatever upcoming Netflix show she's going to be in, which is Wednesday. Yeah, exactly. Awkward. Um, uh, full disclosure: La Arena does not like excessive amounts of sex in horror <laughs> films at all. I do not like the horrors in horror films. Uh, well, I mean, 
yeah, you're not gonna like this one because it is about sex completely. Yeah. Even even the villain is sexual based, and not just like in a Jason I hate sex type way. Uh, I'll, and I'll just leave it at that. It, it's all about sexuality, both in the youthful and you know, well, yeah. uh, maybe others. But yeah. that's kind of what the movie's about. Um, I did. And watch, did you wait? Uh, did you know because, that rolling in to this film? Did you did you have any idea, or did you find out? Oh, I I kind of had I had an idea of the basic synopsis okay. of what the film was about. So yeah, I mean I, and I didn't read any more than the synopsis because I didn't want it ruined, and I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah. Um, and it's competent filmmaking on his behalf. I mean, it's just it's that, it's that changing moods because he's literally filming the you know the the cheesy seventies porno. And and immediately cutting to the horror stuff, like back to back. And I yeah. mean, even in and he does several things in the movie where he literally layers one scene on the next. Like you'll see, like this evangelical evangelical preacher on like an old timey like you know black and white TV, you know, preaching about hell and damnation, flashing over top of like a you know like a, a you know the next scene in the movie, and it does that repeatedly. Like he's layering on the oh, images yeah. to, between instead of just a straight transition, yeah. you're seeing flashes before your face. You know, so that's kind of interesting. Pretty cool. It really, I mean, it it looks like it could have been set in the House of the Devil universe. Like, I mean, it's kind of that same you know feel to it that yeah. he had from that movie. I mean, I will give that to um, House of the Devil. They did really good in terms of the timeline, making it look like it was from that era. Yeah, and this one's set, I think House of the Devil is set in maybe like 80 or 81. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's set in 1979, so it's literally the same right time Right around period, that time. You know, yeah. Um, also, because we are going to have a discussion at some point about 13 Ghosts, I started watching the original movie. <laughs> Talk about, I mean, we're, we're doing we're doing comedies. I mean, that, Might that's as well, yeah. That's, yeah, it's 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 really stupid. What did you think of the beginning, uh, the intro, when they're like thirteen goes? Oh my god! <laughs> uh, William Castle has a real problem, which we'll get into when we discuss his movies about like you know, he's the reason. This is a little bit of trivia. He's the reason why those uh, spooky house recordings that they do, like you know, where it's like rattling chains and like screeches and you know all that stuff became popular because he did that shit before his movies and he does it every single one. He did that before it was cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally, he he was the one that invented it. So, and um, I'm not through with it yet, but another horror comedy that I started watching is is one on uh, Shutter called Seed, and it's um, a bunch of uh, influencers uh, slash yeah, you know, like twenty something year old uh, women who go out with to, big like, boobs. Watch this meteor shower. What's that? I said with big boobs. Uh, well, I mean, they're, I don't know about big boobs. Some of them might have, but I mean, they're more like just, I mean, but they are flashing the goods. There you go. Um, but they are, but they're, you know, one of them, the the main one that I'm still hoping dies because I'm not all the way through the movie yet. She's one of those types that every time that something happens, she's like, we all got, we, we all got to post this on, you know, Twitter (laughs) or whatever, you know, or on Instagram. She's one of those social influencer types. Uh, but anyways, they watch a meteor shower and like, there's this alien being that falls and that's, that's all I know so far because it's not like really started doing its thing yet, but I'm really hoping it kills her, you know, pretty soon. The one that's all about the social media cause she won't shut up about it. Um, Reverend, 
I think uh, we got people knocking on the door. Should I? Uh... I think so. All right. I'll open keep... it up. Open it up. Reverend, I did not mean to cut you off, but we have a guest. Oh, we do. Yeah, uh, someone was at the got? door. It wasn't just one of those ghost knocking. The hub showed up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's spooky. <laughs> just like I said, for 13 ghosts. <laughs> oh, man. Um, hello and welcome back to Death Holler. I'm your host, the Reverend Dr. Death. Uh, you know, the handbook for the recently deceased states that the living ignore the strange and unusual. Well, I must be strange and unusual because I can clearly see my co-host with the most, La Urena, and her uh, special guest. Um, so how is the uh, afterlife treating the both of you? I mean, I'm doing good. He's stuck with me, so. <laughs> I'm just following the manual. Yeah. <laughs> it reads like stereo instructions. It, it does, unfortunately. Um, so... We decided that uh, we would mix it up a little bit since it's April Fools and uh, and celebrate some of our favorite horror comedies that involve ghosts. And uh, we, it wouldn't be an April Fool celebration without the an absolute favorite of ours, the one and only. Say it once, say it twice, third times a charm. Beetlejuice, um, the 1988 Tim Burton film that introduced the world to Burton's particular visionary style and introduced us to the darker edge of an actor previously only known for his comedic roles, Michael Keaton. Um, it's a beloved staple of Burton fans and the Hot Topic crowd. Uh, join us as we examine <laughs> the work of a true master in bioexorcism. I mean, I'm, am I wrong in that? I mean, it's no. pretty much what Hot Topic for Cor- its Oh, my God, it's the of. ultimate. And <laughs> that Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. So. Yeah, so perfect. No wonder my kids love that store so much. <laughs> Um, if you're enjoying the podcast, we would appreciate it if you could uh, take the time to like, comment, subscribe on whatever podcast platform you prefer. It helps us get more visibility on podcast listings. It helps us grow. We appreciate everyone who listens, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hey, and Spotify now has the option for you to like the podcast. You can rate the podcast. There you go. Yeah, so, so that's, that's perfect. Hop on there. Give, us a, give us a little five star, you know, if you, you like us. If you don't, just don't do anything. Moving on up <laughs> to the east side. Oh, God, I'm going. The deluxe apartment. I'm going to go haunt somewhere else. Thank you. <laughs> right. you guys on your own. Fuck this. <laughs> just, just kidding, everybody. I'm back. I got to finish the show. Okay. Um, I think before we get into the discussion about Beetlejuice, though, we need to uh, do a, a quick attack of the bees. Ooh, attack of the bees. <gasps> See if I got the... Sorry. I will kill you if you keep coughing. Oh. <laughs> Okay, let me just tell myself not to cough. What is that? What is that? What is it? Oh, no, not the bees! Not the bees! Ah! Oh, my eyes! I can't believe we're choosing this as a bee film, honestly. Well, it's I mean, almost like a double feature, but <laughs> it's more of a double feature, but it is, it's so cheesy. And I mean, I'm, I'm going to throw it out as a bee film because it's, it's, Pretty, I don't know. Well, I mean, it's we'll get extra into it. bad. Well, you know what is scary movie. 
I don't think it is. Scary Movie 2. I still like it, both of them. No, no, no. B-films. You can like B-films. We're not. I like Wayne Brothers movies. Uh, well, I mean, we'll get into it, but I, I enjoy them myself. Yeah. Yeah, I, I grew up watching In Living Color. Like, her comedy was awesome growing up. You know, I'm always, I was always uh, curious thinking about that. How many movies from the 80s were, were spiff movies like that? That were like a comedy horror thing. I don't remember that really being a genre into the 90s. Well, there wasn't enough to spiff. I mean, there was yeah, stuff, Yeah, there was. There was but... plenty of material. Hollywood goes back to the 20s. Well, no, I know that, but like... Alfred Hitchcock movies, there's a ton of stuff to work with. Yeah, they just didn't turn it into comedy. That's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. Uh, like, what movies from like 90s and down did well, they... None. What... I'm gonna I'm gonna say though you're forgetting something. I think there's a Mel Brooks movie called High Tension where he does deliberately take he takes all of the Alfred Hitchcock movies and wraps them into one movie. What year and did he, he do that? Makes like, he kind of makes like a pseudo movie out of all of those Alfred Hitchcock movies. What what year was that though? Oh, question. High Tension. I I remember High Tension as another movie. Hold on, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Yeah, I High anxiety. High anxiety, there you there go. Oh, my God. It's got a really good score in general. What and that year? was in 1977. Yeah. There so you go. That's in the 90s. I was talking about 90s and down, though. Like, pre-90s. Mm. I, can't, I, mm. I can't think of any. I don't think anybody really did anything. Toxic Avenger was something close to that, and I think that was 80s. Well, Very we're not normal. reflecting on that. We're talking about scary movies. <laughs> I know, but literally I'm... scary movie too. My bad. Is this food for thought? We don't do that here. Um, yeah, we do. Well, we also <laughs> covered uh, another movie that was around uh, in the nineties that was repossessed. Yes, so, I mean that was an, that was another one. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, repossessed. I mean, we try to hit none of them before nineties though. Yeah. What was our? Was that that was in the first? Yeah, because this is only our second season, so this is only our second. April Fool's comedy. Wait, I, I bet you could have. No, are you are you saying that there's none made before the 70s? Or, I mean, the 90s? Or are you saying that they weren't made between 90s and 2000s? Like, no, what, um, what are we saying? Pre-90s. Like, so 90s and down. So 90, 89, 88, going backwards. Well, I, I, I think, think Repossessed was right on the border. So it was 1990, I think, when we came, when we figured that one up. But, yeah, you're, you're right. Oh, yeah, like, Repossessed was exactly pre- 1990. Yeah. I, that seems like a huge untapped market that someone could have really filled pre you mean like yeah. Leslie Nielsen? Yeah, but they never he never did like a horror one. No, not a horror one. Mm, well, not till later. Dracula yeah. didn't love it. They could have done they could have done in the eighties, which they didn't. Uh, I mean, not to my knowledge, I'd have to look. I mean, and nothing's coming to my mind. Like if they did like these type of spoof movies with like a uh, you know the, what all the uh, slashers. I stand corrected. There is a movie. Hmm. Attack which of the Killer that? Tomatoes. That one is a spoof movie. You're right. What yes. year was that? The 50s one or the later one? The later one. I want to mm. say it was 80s. Okay, hold on. That is, that is are you, are you, I'm Are you talking about Return of the Killer Tomatoes? Because yeah. I believe that one. Yeah, maybe Return of the Killer Tomatoes. And then there was the cartoon. The cartoon was awesome. I know, I loved the cartoon. Transylvania 65000 was kind yes. of a spoof, but it, not quite. Yeah, I, I think that qualifies as a spoof. Because Jeff Goldblum really did the comedic side of that. Oh, yeah, Return of the Killer Tomatoes was 1988. Let's stick to the ghost films. Okay. I'm just, it's fun to talk about that. It That's is, but idea. we have two shows or two movies we got to talk about. That's we got to There's always room to keep it chit-chat. Tight. No. Tight. I'm an off-script guy. 
So we've already kind of we've already mentioned the name. It's we're covering Scary Movie Two, which is not technically a B film, but you know it's 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 kind of out there. I mean, not you know, it was made in two thousand one, directed by Keenan Ivory Wayans, um, who was also um, I'm trying to think. Of, there was another movie that he was that he was actually in, uh, Low Down Dirty Shame, that was a spoof movie, kind of that w- w- way before this. That was an awesome movie. <laughs> it was a really good movie. I'm gonna get you, um, sucker. That's another good one. <laughs> I'm going to get you, sucker. Yeah, that one's a good one. Don't be a menace while drinking your gin and juice in the hood. That was 90s, though. Don't oh. be a menace. When Chris Rock goes to buy the ribs. How much for just one rib? Can you break 100? <laughs> God damn it, boy, if you don't get out of here. Uh, We'll get into that, too, because uh, obviously the Wayans brothers, all, you know, they, they were in all these films, uh, you know, uh, all the, or the ones we've mentioned. Um, principal players in Scary Movie 2, we start out with Anna Ferris, who's playing Cindy, who's returning from the first Scary Movie. And she's been, <laughs> she was in several of them. She I like your description dumb, of her, the dumb, dumb protagonist. Yeah, she's dumb, dumb, dumb. They even mentioned it in the movie. One of my favorite things about the movie, just getting right into it, is like, I just don't, I mean, I remember the day she's driving down the road and like, you know, this is, you know, pre, I, I guess, you know, pre-cell phone, like, you know, having the directions like read to her. She's like, you know, she pulls out the little map she's that somebody's drawn for her, which is like, you know, the whole property looks like a skull. And it says the bottom of it, it's like, you should turn that back now, but you're a dumb bitch, so you won't. So here's the directions. <laughs> <laughs> Every fucking time, dude, I swear. Um, she's she recently wrapped up the mom sitcom, some of the stuff she's been in. She was in House Bunnies, uh Just Friends. Love that Waiting, movie. Both with uh Ryan Reynolds. Uh Waiting especially. I mean, Just Friends is funny what it is, but Waiting, I that that's really to me, I, I mean, underrated comedy. Um course she was in the scary movie films and she was also in a legit horror film called may so she's got yes. some horror acting chops besides this we've got uh sean wayans who plays ray the sexually confused man whore in every one of these that he plays in is he sexually confused <laughs> i feel like he pretends he's confused so he can well yeah he yeah he he needs a beard is what basically what yes. he we, he needs which i think uh, that's I mean, what he, regina is well brenda i should say yeah yeah she she always serves that purpose for him um and of course he was in the wayans brothers tv show which was hilarious even the theme song to that cracked me up oh my god i love that song <laughs> And uh, they made that contra- well, it'd be controversial now, which we'll get into the fact that, you know, woke crap is killing everything. But White Chicks was not a, is not a movie that could be made nowadays. Mm-mm. And, uh, of course, Don't Be a Menace, which we just mentioned. Uh, I friggin' love that movie. Um, his brother, Marlon Wayans, who plays Shorty, who is the pothead and shaggy stand-in yep. in these movies. Uh, he's pretty much in everything that Sean's in. So yeah. there you go. Right. And uh, them brothers coattails. And I don't think he gives a shit. He, he does not. He no. was also in that horrible Dungeons and Dragons movie. If you ever saw that, Ugh. that was uh absolute dog shit. Had Jeremy Irons as the bad guy in it. Oh, Never God, seen it. Bad. You know, my favorite movie that uh, Marlon Wayans did was uh, Requiem for a Dream. Oh yeah. That's actually a legit movie that he was in. That wasn't like just a, a like a comedy yeah, he, that was an amazing movie. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, yeah, he's he actually did a good job acting in that film. Yeah, it was a legit role. 
Yeah, that um, uh, above the rim. That was another awesome one he did. That was one. Of, that's one of my favorite movies, Above the Rim. I don't. I've not seen that one. Um, is that is that like a basketball type film that he was in? Yeah, Tupac's in it. But this is back in the day. The soundtrack's hella good. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good movie. I just actually watched it shit, like a week ago. Yeah, they they had it on um on for free on Fubi or something like that. Oh yeah, they they always put. I mean, there's a lot of good movies on that service. Yeah. Um. We have Regina Hall in this movie playing Brenda, who is the fucking weird we name said, for her. Aforementioned <laughs> beard, but she's also playing the sassy, take no bullshit stereotype black woman from all these this time period. Like, there's always this this character in these movies. That's why she's playing that role. I mean, they were spoofing yeah. that with her character. Um, she this is another movie that couldn't be made today. She was in Malibu's Most Wanted with a <laughs> oh yeah. No way, that's that Jamie green? Kennedy. Oh, Jamie Kennedy. I, mi- I mixed those <laughs> white boys up. <laughs> um, which is funny because that gives her like a legit like through line to scream in a roundabout way uh, because she starred with him in something. Um, she was in a, the, that recent uh, movie Girls Trip. She was in uh, the movie Shaft, which, I mean, it was the, it was the last one that came out with... Um, Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson. But... It says on the internet that came out in 2019. Like, I, no. COVID no. must have, like, uh, there's no way. That seems like that was way longer ago than yeah, that. Yeah, I want to so. say 16. Yeah, I mean, because I was sitting there, I was like, I know COVID's made, like, everything feel like it was, you know, forever ago, but it, it came wasn't out in 2019 that I'm aware of. 2000 is what pops up on mine. Wow. But I, uh, 2019 okay. did pop up, and I don't know. It must have got postponed and then pushed out or something like that. Because I remember yeah, seeing uh, stuff for, before COVID, then COVID messed up a ton of releases okay uh was that like a sequel they were doing to shaft you think or i, I don't know God, like, i wonder it's weird too thinking about that now because there's like there's a couple of movie theaters that real movie theaters in an the area that are permanently closed now they never made it out the other side of covid that's uh, horrible yeah and it's probably going to happen more and more because i mean there's plenty that are on the line right now and the people are still not going back because the movies are not there or they're you know Unfortunately, that fear is still in a lot of people. So, yeah, I'm I'm more of a driving guy, anyways. As long as the drive-ins make it out the other side, it'd be nice if more if more of those came back. But do, do you guys I have mean, any out in your neck of the woods? We have a few around here. There's one in a town over from us, and then there's a few uh, to the north. But there's, I mean, a lot of them, you know, went away. I'd say I want to say in the eighty late eighties. I mean, a lot of them. Uh, went belly up around here because they were i mean they were pretty much like you know i mean all over the place at that point in time yeah. they just and i think there was too many of them yeah drive-ins is like it's hard to recreate a drive-in field it's a very isolated part of the market when it comes to, to like enjoyment of entertainment but i mean it it, it is if you get a, like a nice summer day and you can go, I mean like the one we've got and like just enjoy the night you know and yeah, have leave like at a two in the morning feature <laughs> Yeah, it's it's awesome. Yeah. That never happens with us. Like, well, if I'm Randy, not out by ten thirty. Yeah, Randy, I'm out. Yeah, Randy usually ends up sleeping. Is what happens to me. The kids <laughs> stay up and watch the movies till like two in the morning. I like it, man. It's awesome. I used to love doing the kids. I used to love doing it when I was a kid, and our kids like doing it. Um, and of course, I mean, going back to the movie, Regina has you know been in the scary movie series, she was all the way up through four or five. So, I mean, she was in a lot of them and then she did, she even did the superhero movie, you know, spoof or whatever that they did. So she was in a lot of those. 
Um, we have uh, Kathleen Robertson, who's playing Theo in this, which is obviously making fun. I mean, the movie's a spoof primarily of the haunting, if nothing yes. else. So uh, I just got her labeled as a hot hoe because that's pretty <laughs> much all she is in the movie. I yes. mean, she serves I mean, no purpose, she, not even for blowjobs. Uh, no, because um, I will do it myself, damn it. You do not have to take pity on me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was in a, 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 she's in a show right now, I think, called Northern Rescue, which I was surprised to see. She was in Beverly Hills 90210 back in the day. Um, she was in a, she's been in several horror-related things, though. She was in the Vatican tapes and then the Bates Motel series. And uh, it also lists her, I mean, she must have been pretty young for this, and Maniac Mansion TV series whenever it was on. And I think that was like in the 80s or something. Damn. She's that old? Um, I, I guess. I mean, like late 80s, early 90s, because it had her listed. I mean, of course, it's Google, so they could have fucked something up. But, I mean, I, I think I double-checked that one. But, I mean, you know, through IMDb, which is a little bit more um, legit when it comes to listing those she things. She is almost 50 years old. Wow. wow. Yes. So okay. she was old enough. Because if we were teenagers in, we were almost adults in the 2000s, she was 10 years older than us. Yeah, she was in her 30s. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, she's looking good for her age in that movie is all I can say. Yes. I, I wonder, um, she still looked pretty good. I imagine she does. Uh, she Yeah. Hold on. I, I had it pulled up. She looks like a, like she could be a hot granny if she wanted to. Good for her. <laughs> She held up really well. Um, we have Christopher Masterson playing Buddy, who's the friend-zoned Owen Wilson stand-in. Um, <laughs> now, is he related to Danny Masterson? Um, I, I don't know. I didn't. I did not see anything related to that. Uh, I will check. He's not been like he wasn't really in a lot of movies that I recognized. I, the only thing that I saw, he was in this. Uh, uh, horror related he was in a movie called campfire tales which is like a very yes. you know uh, li- it's actually a little known movie called campfire tales i mean so yeah, it's a bunch that, of uh, it's, i want to say it's a bunch of small movies or things rolled into it i thought yeah it's like kids telling each other stories kind of yeah. like i think you know kind of like a, are you afraid of the dark type situation uh, i can confirm he is related to danny masterson i wonder if he's okay. cousin or brother mm, said sibling so brother Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, he had, um, he had a, he looked kind of like he looks kind of like Danny Masterson. I'll be you right know, back, that, y'all. That, take this on. That explains. I think he was in that '70s show, so that explains why he was in that. Cause well, he was. was he's from that. Malcolm in the Middle originally. That's why I knew him from. Oh yeah, that is true. Yeah, because yeah. he, he played the older brother in that. Yeah, I but completely forgot. Yeah, I'm curious how he handled his brother getting ostracized from the Hollywood community. What happened with that? Like, I'm not even, uh, uh, I, they, I think he, I heard it, but I forgot. His brother was accused of, uh, he, Danny Masterson was accused of sexual misconduct in some nature. No one really went into it too much. It was when okay. all the Me Too stuff was at its full hype. Yeah, it, it, apparently it was credible enough to pull him off the ranch, which that sucked because he, he was awesome on the ranch. Oh, yeah, that is true. I remember that. They did pull him off right around the... I mean, him and Sam Elliott were working pretty well together, and they pulled yeah. him off of that, so... It sucked. He he made... He, he was a more criti- he's a more critical part to that show than uh, Aston Kutcher is, in my opinion. Yeah, his his character and is awesome. Speaking of sexual misconduct, I've got to throw this out there. Did you all see that this was a Weinstein movie? Yes, <laughs> it, I I caught the end of the credits, but it happened quickly. I seen Weinstein, and I was like, because it had two Weinstein names on there. I'm curious what the yep. other one was. 
I think it was Harvey and Bob Weinstein or something. I think's what it said. So, Ruh-ro. um, <laughs> <Ruh-ro>. <laughs> um, we have Tori Spelling in this movie, uh, playing Alex, which she's completely a non, you know, yeah. there's no reason for her character in the movie at all. Um, all she is is the first victim and a jealous ghost fucker. So there you go. Talk about Hollywood um, ruining somebody, man. She is like a plastic shell of what she used to be. It's just a damn shame. It's weird how those people get wrapped up and like, let me, let me like massacre my face in the hope of hanging well, around. She always had the misfortune I was getting ready to go into. She's got actually, she's legit straight from the scream. I mean, like she, her three line, through line is that she was actually in scream. So the scary movie like times for that, but like 90210, the nepotism there, you know, like, you know, Aaron Spelling gets yeah. her into the show that has to, I mean, she was with like, I mean, like some of the most beautiful people in the world at that time. So, I mean, that had to have ate at her because she's, she does have a kind of a weird face. Like, let's just throw it out there. I mean, like versus like regular Hollywood. Okay. okay. So having a weird face, do you think you, the, the surgery you got for your face would be the right surgery, not the wrong surgery? <laughs> what happened there? Well, <laughs> cause she looks like the I end mean, of a horror movie now. I mean, Tara Reid also looks that way, uh, and she had she had a pretty face at one point in time. So what? it kind of like, depends. What happens? Like, <laughs> I want to look normal. Let me scar your face up for you. I I don't understand <laughs> that. And now, like, oh, dude, you think they'd have some good friends that would kind of you know give them a heads up to a degree? Yeah, I mean, and you know, it's not because I mean Tara Reid, like hers was supposedly because she, you know, went to a cheap, you know, plastic surgeon in Mexico. At least her boob job was for from that reason. And you're like, okay, you had the money. Why did you cheap out on this? I mean, on like seriously. And Tori Spelling, I'm sure didn't even have that issue because her dad. Could, I mean, her dad's money could have got her yeah. anything. Yeah, big time. Um course we have chris elliott in this uh playing hansen the creepy caretaker there's always a creepy caretaker in these movies see and um, i'm a huge chris elliott fan like i, I used to watch his show when i was a kid and, it, and it's, i like his comedy too he he's he just got a weird sense of humor though he like, does he's not it's more of an andy kaufman-esque yes. humor it's it's yes it's, it's not like the traditional it's very much the guy you let you that you love to hate type of mentality yeah almost he almost did tom green's stick before tom green did it I oh think. big time oh I, every time i see chris elliott all i think is cabin boy uh. yeah that's the all that's all i think of whenever <laughs> i see him is that movie would you like to buy a monkey <laughs> and also do i associate um um david letterman with chris elliott because was he in cabin boy he was the one was in the beginning when he's trying to get onto the ship and david letterman's trying to sell him a fancy lad yeah oh you were a fancy lad would you like to buy a monkey and he's trying to sell him a sock <laughs> monkey and chris elliott's like no i was like oh you're a soft boy huh soft boy's like you're gonna need a monkey to get through the hard times <laughs> and like he he couldn't quite understand what david letterman is saying david letterman is like you go on that boat boy you're gonna get raped and it was he was he was trying to give him a heads up <laughs> And he couldn't like piece it together. <laughs> um, we have David Cross playing Dwight in this movie, who's the technician and paranormal researcher, and uh, also the handicapped guy. But don't call, don't tell him that because uh, he's he's not to be pitied. Damn it! Um, my favorite thing that David Cross is in is got, has to be Tobias Funke's, uh the character he plays in Rest of Development. Because no, there's way that, better ones, man. You're missing. I, I, you must have not have seen this show that I'm about to mention then. 
The increasingly poor, the increasingly poor decisions of Todd Margaret. I have not saw that one. No. Okay, watch that. You'll have a totally different opinion, of David Cross. He 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 plays this character that does nothing but lie, and just it's a series like two seasons. And just when you think the lie might kind of get him out of it, he doubles down and tells more lies, and it gets worse. And it never tell he never tells the truth. He keeps doubling down on lies, and it gets worse and worse and worse. And the whole show is this giant lie that snowballs and snowballs and snowballs. There's there's just one part in the movie where he tells a girl he's allergic to something because he, he doesn't want to tell the truth and he lies about something. And she he ends up at her house trying to hit on her because he's an idiot. Well, her boyfriend's there and like he's wolfing down peanuts because he's all pissed off, I think is what it was. And she's like, you're allergic to peanuts. He's like, oh, my God, you know, I am allergic to peanuts. Well, her boyfriend's an EMT, so he grabs an EpiPen. And hits him with the EpiPen. Well, the EpiPen, sometimes the side effect is you get a raging boner and you shit your pants. So he does that. And he's on the couch and the ambulance shows up. He has like this, this giant boner and he, and he just deuced on himself. It's Dude, the show is so good. <laughs> what? It's We're talking about characters in the movies they've been in. Do you want me to shut up? <laughs> My wife that. is just giving me the He can gift. see what I'm doing to you right now. Wow, yeah, I, I can see the the death stare going on. No, but we're talking about the characters. I know. Isn't that what we're supposed to be doing? Yes. Okay. Do you want yeah. me to shut up? No. I'm confused. And, and he's and he's I'm also judging fa- you. Uh, super famous for the Mister Show with you know. Yeah, oh, yeah. Bob I saw Oden that. Mister Show, uh, Kung Fu Panda. There's a lot of stuff he's been in. He was in uh, Pitch Perfect. We've already mentioned Brittany Snow being an ex. He was in you know Pitch Perfect too. He was. Uh, I actually enjoy his character quite a bit in that movie. Um, we have Tim Curry playing the professor in this movie. Uh, Tim Curry needs no introduction. He's already been on the show once. Uh, but it's funny because, uh, he's playing a fame whore and a pervert in this one. And I really enjoy that. Oh, yes. (laughs) And does he have the face for a pervert? That part when he comes down to the kitchen and she's in the red dress and it pans over and there's Ray in the red dress. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. It's like. I'm not your wife. And he's like, ah, and he throws her to the side. And then, and then Ray's like, I got this shit on sale. He's yeah. like, yeah. Okay. Do you know what movie they were spoofing in that scene? <sighs> is no. it? You what haven't seen beneath? it. Yes, it is. Okay. I thought that's what it was, but I, I couldn't remember because it's been so long since I watched that movie. Yeah, well, we did. I thought you said you hadn't seen it yet or it's just been a long time. Um, it's just been a long time. Okay. I like, saw parts of it. the movie that I haven't seen. I want to say is uh, uh, White Noise was another one that had like was a similar plot or something to it. So mm-hmm. okay, well we're um, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to uh, talk about whether or not we're gonna review What Lies Beneath because I really liked that movie. Okay, um, it technically qualifies for this season. It does qualify for this season. <laughs> Let's see if I still like um, it though. <laughs> We have uh, James Woods playing Father McFeely, which I love the fact that's his name, McFeely. Oh, my God. Um, I almost wondered watching this, like, because obviously the the Exorcist sketch at the beginning of this has nothing to do with the rest of the movie whatsoever. Like, I mean, there's no tie-in. They could say that the ho- it's the same house or whatever, but I never got that vibe at Mm-mm. all. But, no, because like, it's like a carpeted house. The, the stairwell and everything, nothing matches at all the foyer that you see when you when you get into Hell House. And yeah. she's possessed, but by what, you know? 
And uh, yeah, and it, and it doesn't say anything, uh, you know, other than that. It is a pretty good spoof of, of The Exorcist, though. Oh, yeah. We get a little bit um, of a, a lot of what we did in Death Holler in this movie in general. Yeah. And, but my favorite thing that I was, that I noticed, you know, there was that, he, James Woods has this uh, character that he plays on uh, Family, or not Family Guy, American Dad. No, it is Family Guy. Mm-hmm. That uh, it's like, ooh, piece of candy. Like, and he, like, that's what he does. He, like, just goes around picking up pieces of candy. And it's just weird because it's James Woods and he's doing that. But he has, a, I, and I wondered after watching this if they took that from this movie, at least to a certain extent, because, like, she has that line where she's telling him that um, uh, my daughter is, uh, is it won't have anything to do with me, and he's like, "Have you tried bribing her with a piece of candy?" Oh I found yeah, it always work. And okay. I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> I mean, it's obviously a play. On Sometimes the you have to give them candy first. Like, oh, okay, yeah. come on now, father. <laughs> yeah, and uh, but I just wondered if they kind of like took that and ran with it, and 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 Family Guy is just. I was like, okay, there's the the candy reference. Um, and they also reference uh, Amityville Horror a little bit when he's sitting on the toilet and he's uh, blessing the house. Oh, were, yes, and we know. got the flies. Yeah, James <laughs> Woods has a lot of good, really good movies, too. I mean, he, he has yeah. a, a, a pretty diverse. You know, one of my favorite movies he did is that vampire movie. I'm trying to think of the name. Oh, of James Carpenter's Vampires. Yeah, yes. that's definitely yes. going to be in the in the vampire season for sure because yeah. I love that movie. Dude, he's such a, his character in that in that movie is so good. <laughs> vampires aren't these stupid things you see that you think they're running around in gay underwear from the from the 1800s and he goes on that rant to that preacher it's hilarious dude he has so many good rants in that movie everything he says in that movie's good though That's oh yeah the thing. it's it's awesome um and uh We've got Andy Richter rounding out the exorcist part of that and uh, Natasha Leone, who was in American Pie with Tara Reid. Oh, she was, was the, she was the possessed daughter. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. And um, we have Beetlejuice in this movie. That's oh a, there, there was a tie-in, and we didn't even realize it. Yes. <laughs> but not that Beetlejuice. Uh, that was like, what the? <laughs> Whatever. Uh, and Richard Mall, which we discussed before, uh, you know, uh, Bull Shannon from uh, Night Court. He he's in a lot oh, of yeah. these, uh, movies in the background. So I'm calling it a B movie just for the fact it's got Richard Mall in it because if it's got Richard Mall, it's probably it's a, B, a movie. B film. Yeah, for sure. So um, just a quick synopsis of the movie, a college professor who's looking for a claim in the field of paranormal research, which is basically the hauntings plot. Uh, sends out invites to a group of college students who survived, quote-unquote, because most of them didn't, but they never explained how they came back. A serial killer, uh, as well as a couple of good-looking college ladies he has the hots for. I mean, because that's really the only reason I could think that Tori Spelling and, and uh, Kathleen was in this uh, you know, to round it out. Um, they go to a mansion that's supposedly haunted. Uh, Cindy, the final girl of the previous film, <laughs> finds out that she resembles the wife of the house's former owner, and ghostly shenanigans ensue. Well, uh, I mean, she didn't really resemble her though because she didn't have split ends and like her skin was the ghost had better and skin. Kind of does this thing where she looks like she's got Down syndrome. Yeah, and her tits are not as perky. <laughs> yeah, they're like orangutan tits. <laughs> Them orangutan titties. So I mean, like the resemblance is uncanny except for those few items right there, you know. <laughs> I love whenever they start bagging on her every single time. It's like, you know, they also threw in the, and you got oily skin, you know, like they threw in everything. Yeah. <laughs> like everything, uh, but you look just like her. Yeah. Except for that, you look exactly like her though. 
Um, well, it's, but well, let's just get into it. Well, I mean, what what things do you like in this movie? There's a lot in this. Can we go into what we didn't like? And no, I'm just kidding, I'm joking. <laughs> this movie, I was pretty much laughing the whole time. Um, you want to go first? Because I, I feel like my stuff's stupid. Go first. No, you go first. I said no. No. Oh, all right, Reverend, you Ladies go first. First. Don't say that. And then I told uh, Reverend to go. I always enjoy Chris Elliott's scene with his hand stuff in this movie. I mean, his name's Hanson, for God's sakes. He's got the crippled little hand that he's like all the time trying to, he's like, grab my strong hand. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> I know it's completely stupid, but I, I love it. And the memes that have come from that as of very recent too are really, really good. I don't think I've saw those. Are you serious? And, yeah, oh, serious. oh, there's all kinds I, of strong hand memes and everything. <laughs> And, uh, you know, of course, uh, I, I like the fact that, I mean, well, there's several things that I like, you know, as far as, like, when the stuff was shorty or whatever, but, like, the fact that his marijuana plant, like, smokes him, which God. is hilarious. This movie is fucking terrible. <laughs> it's and, terrible, and, and it's hilarious. And, and then he has the scene, I mean, of course, where the, the, the ghost woman appears outside the door and, like, you know, she's super hot and, like, the silhouette, and then she walks in got that big long tongue or whatever the next scene you see he's got a bag over her head and he's he's you know going to town on her do we know it's who played plastic. that ghost because she looked familiar i'm, I'm gonna see if i can google that it information okay i'm gonna look to see if i can find it um was there any others for you i mean there, there's more but i i want to th- let you know i could go on and on what, what, what do you got out there noah like what do you what do you want to throw out there uh i'm a huge the more shit talking you get in a movie like uh, like this, it, that's like right up my alley. So when him and uh, when Chris Elliott and David Cross had the banter back and forth, that's <laughs> oh, hilarious. Oh yeah, yeah. And then the final the final knock was like, "I'll be the bigger man and walk away, walk away, walk away." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's always hilarious. And then the part when she was jerking him off, like that was hilarious. It's just oh, and then. It, there's just that massive explosion oh, yeah. that happened. It's just, yeah. <laughs> it, I, I, that's, a, that's why I like a lot of their comedy. It's that, it's, it's that notion where somebody's making the joke and then someone's taking it serious. Uh, something about comedy like that, where the setups are like that, I like it a lot. Well, there's an oblivious uh, counterpart to the equation, and there, there yeah, was, a, uh, there was a lot of jokes like that inside there. The, one of my one of my favorites going on that what you're saying is when Cindy's reading the diary because she's playing the nail character from The Haunting and she's reading the diary and she's reading like the what the wife wrote before and she's and she has that little line where she said you know that the, the wife wrote in the in the journal it's like and he's really attracted to her nanny and I still don't understand why we have a nanny because we have no children and I just start <laughs> crying <and I'm> laughing. <laughs> yeah it's, it's stuff like that I like man. But, this is what makes it hard because the Wayne's Brother movies always had that kind of play on scenario from all their movies. Like, Don't Be a Menace is, has a lot of those play ons. It's a joke, but the counterparty does not understand it's a joke, and it, 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 which, which makes the setup good on those equations. Oh, yeah. I, so, I, what you got, Urena? Personally, I liked all the different scenes that basically spoofed other films because there was a lot of them in here. With the first one, obviously, we had The Exorcist. We had mm-hmm. a little bit. The house was called Hell House. Clearly, yes. 
a take on Hill House. Um, well, th- and there's also an older movie called The Legend of Hell House that okay. we may or may not cover this season. So they oh kind God. of got both. So I like that we got like a little piece of that and we got quite a few of them and some references. It's hard to say that whether or not the kids these days are going to get those references or not um, because it really does make the film pretty funny. Um, but m- my stupid favorite scene, and this is how basic I am, that I fucking thought was so hilarious is when she got in a fight with a fucking cat. <laughs> wow, because it reminded you of Salem? It did from, remind uh, me of Salem, but it looked yeah. so fucking cheap. Like, it was so fucking horrible. It looked horrible. like Salem from the It the did. It TV did look show. like Salem. And then, of course, when uh, Ray Ray goes and gets a little rowdy with the clown. Uh, I was getting ready to say, yes. you're throwing out the references to other movies. you got to throw in Poltergeist because he goes to town on that clown. Yes, he does. And, Wait a uh, minute. What are you doing? <laughs> wraps his fucking dick around the clown's fucking neck. I was like, ah! No. Oh, my God. So I like the real stupid shit in this film. So, like, for someone who, who complains about B-films a lot and how dumb they are, I like the dumbest shit in movies, and I will just admit it now. I'm going to throw something out there, though. The one thing that I that that disappoints me about this movie slightly is because people nowadays can't watch that and catch some of the cultural references and some of the spoofs they did that were very time specific. Yeah, like the Firestone blowout that he has on his wheelchair, uh, the uh, Bill Clinton. You know, well, the oh, intern. You the know, dress. she was an intern, and there was the dress thing. Um, there's also the, that whole scene, like for like five minutes, the movie, it feels like where they're bouncing the basketball and that was them oh. spoofing that Nike commercial. Nike commercial. Know, was, yeah. Yeah. I mean that stuff, I mean, barely played, you know, well, I mean it played then, but I mean, it doesn't play as well now just because I mean, it's, you know, time, you know, it's kind of passed. Whereas I feel like the movie, you know, tie-ins have aged better. Yeah, but you can almost get that same scenario across most comedies. comedies yeah. Comedies are very error-specific to a degree. You can go back and watch even Naked Guns, Mel Brooks movies. Mel Brooks movies hold up a little bit better because a lot of hymns are, are time errors that we've studied but never lived through. So they have yeah. a, they have a, they hold up longer. But, like, movies that are more modern, they, they're, they're on the more the cultural pulse. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna get outdated, but it's still hilarious. Like, even then, like, if you go back and watch... The Naked Gun movies, even though we're older and kind of outdated for a lot of stuff they're talking about, the comedy still hits Hillary Good. Well, yeah, I'm not saying the comedy doesn't hit through that movie. I'm just saying those specific references. And they based a lot. I mean, I feel like these movies were a throwback to the Zucker uh, movies or whatever, like Airplane and, you know, the Naked Gun series and all that to begin with. And so that's what they were going for. But, I mean, just like anytime those movies threw in a, uh, like a very specific, timed reference like for the time period they were in yeah it kind of aged the movie i mean you can go back and watch airplane and still like laugh hysterically at some of that stuff like you know i picked the wrong day to stop sniffing glue or you know don't call me shirley or any of those because they're kind of timeless even if they are punny but i mean like you know some of the other stuff you kind of if you unless you're you know you study up a little bit on that time period you're not going to like understand the reference yeah i think we're too worried about People not getting the time references. And I think as you get older, as an adult, you start to get things a little bit better. Because I know watching some of these films when I was younger, watching them now, I'm like, holy shit, that flew over my head. You know, even, and then I'll even see older things. And I'm like, oh my God, that was in this one movie. And I didn't even, when I was younger, I didn't catch that, but I'm catching it now. So, you know, we probably don't have much to worry about. It's a funny film. 
It it is funny though. I mean, it's and I I think I prefer scary movie. Honestly, I prefer scary movie two to the first one. I mean, maybe that's you know I don't know if that's heretical if you feel the same way about it or not, but I feel like this one had to me has like the characters in it are funnier and it's like they took like the haunting you know like base story and they kind of like added these like you know the the chris elliott's character in there and like you know david cross like threw them in there and like their character acting abilities like helped the movie as opposed to like the first one which is more of just a straight scream ripoff you know that's the thing about the scary movies though is that they all even though it's scary movie one two three four they're not like sequels they're just completely different films they're anthologies yes anything so i i I hated when as soon as the wayne brothers got booted from that 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 um that franchise i i stopped i stopped watching it why'd they get booted from it because it was three wasn't it wasn't three was that their last one or they get they've made a couple more but the wayne's brothers only did two of them i thought Oh, well, that's what I'm saying. I think the Wayne's brothers only did the first couple and then the Zucker brothers or somebody affiliated with them took over like from three on and they actually brought in Leslie Nielsen to like star in them at that point. Yeah, it wasn't the same. I, I, it, 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 I hate when they do that. I think it's funny. I, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but you know, in the screen movie, uh, we know that um, Nev Campbell played mm-hmm. Sidney Prescott, I believe. Yeah. And in this movie, she plays Cindy Campbell, not 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 Nev Campbell, but uh, what's her name? Um, Anna Faris. Anna Faris. Anna, yeah. Anna Faris, as as she pronounces it, I believe. Well, plays Cindy Campbell, and I'm like, really? They just took Nev Campbell's last name, and like, <laughs> I mean, it works. It's fucking hilarious. The best thing about the first one to me, if you're talking about the original scary movie, is is the Doofy character. Uh, that, yes, that character Deputy Doof- Doofy. Don't bother me when I vacuum my room. That was like the. <laughs> I think that's like one of the best scenes. You, you did not expect that shit. And, and it, correct me if I'm wrong, but don't the first and second movie end with somebody getting hit by a mm-hmm. car or a bus? Because yes. like in the first one, it's Cindy. And and I think in the and then the second one it's Chris Elliott's character because of course Shorty's getting a, a blowjob or whatever from the ghost <laughs> as they're driving down the road. <laughs> yes, by the ghost. Yeah, she was um, hot. What do you do, blame him? And she was not hot. There was a bag over her head. The rest of her looked hot. The rest of her looked hot. There you go. It's still hot. Oh my god. <laughs> I want to throw one more thing out there that I really liked. It's that scene because it's Tim Curry and it's being him at his most perverted, like, you know, the way he is. It's whenever the two girls come or Cindy's like, you know, <laughs> screaming that she's like seen the ghost. And she's she got attacked by the cat. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. And oh, yeah, because her pussy's gone crazy. Yes. That was the line in the movie. <laughs> um you have the scene where her and Theo, I mean, just like in the haunting movie, they're there together and like, uh, you know, and the professor's there and he's like, well, why don't you just share a room together? Yeah. You know, experiment a little. You're in college, you know, like the, <laughs> Tim Curry, like him doing that was just perfect because I mean, it's just that I don't know. He's got that weird charm about him. Like he Ugh. just throws that crap out. There. Yes. Weird charm. And it just plays a pervert very well. And the look on his face is just perfect. Oh yeah, I mean, he's got he's got that, that sinister that smile. Yeah, yeah, that that's that Grinch smile that he has from like Home Alone too. You oh know, my God. So, are we wanting to throw anything else out there? I mean, before we move on to uh, the Beetlejuice discussion. Well, are you going to give this an official, uh, unofficial Nicolas Cage? I am. Yes. All right. 
Um, I do want to say, I mean, we, we kind of, you know, went on all the different things that they hinted at. They do also spoof a house on haunted Hill because they've got the glasses and the guns or whatever that they use. Oh yeah. Um, and, and then there's that weird, weird Charlie's angels thing oh, that they did, ugh. you know, that was terrible. That was the worst part of the movie. Honestly, was the Charlie's angels reference. Um, the Nick Cage rating I'm giving this is Grindhouse because <laughs> Nicholas Cage played in one segment of the of the trailers that they the the fake trailers they played in those. He played in the Werewolf Women of the SS, which was done by Rob Zombie, and he played Fu Manchu in that. Oh my god! I'm, it, I'm and I'm giving it this Nick Cage rating for one reason: it's cheesy, but it's highly entertaining, and it's definitely not culturally acceptable in today's environment. This movie. You know, just like that Nicolas Cage spoof could not be made because of some of the stuff they threw in there. That's a good one. I would have never even, I would have never thought to use that on the Nicolas Cage rating. (laughs) Patent pending, Um, of course, Nicolas Cage. Patent pending, yes. Yes. Uh, which is going to incept itself whenever Nicolas Cage stars as himself in in, in this new movie oh coming up. I, yes, you know, I'm, I hell want to see that movie. I'm excited to see that film. <laughs> I'm I'm looking forward to that. 